Hello, and welcome to a bonus episode of Cartridge Cinema Club. Uh, This is going to be a follow-up to our Witcher episode about The Witcher called The Witcher. Uh, It's a series on Netflix. We watched the first two episodes for our podcast, and uh, it kind of broke our format in that it was hard to talk about our our feelings on an entire season of television mm-hmm. only having seen the first two hours of an eight <laughs> of an eight hour thing. Yeah, it was weird how we couldn't give our opinion about a thing uh, that was eight hours long when we had only watched two hours of it. It's weird that I couldn't give like a full throated analysis of the the part where the elf guy was talking about how the humans did a big imperialism on them and how we were supposed to think the elves are still bad, I think, for some reason. And I was really worried about how they were going to unpack it, but they didn't touch that at any point in any of the episodes that we watched. So I just kind of hoped that it would work out and didn't bring it up in the episode. Things like that. So I didn't watch it, (laughs) but Mark watched it. I, as a big ass Witcher fan decided to watch the entire rest of that show uh, later that week. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've been sitting on some feelings. We just haven't had a chance to kind of get those feelings. I mean, I've been the only one sitting on feelings. Uh, (laughs) My head is empty as a flower pot. I don't (laughs) give a fuck. I got no no Witcher thoughts. I got nothing going on this episode. This is is just an interview right now, basically. Yeah, that's essentially how we're going to structure it. Uh, Alex has some questions (laughs) for me. And uh, I'm just going to answer them. Uh, She's going to, you know, ask me my feelings about the show. Yeah. And she's going to ask me if the show uh, improved in the ways that she would appreciate. Yeah. I'm going to tell her yes, but you probably still wouldn't like it. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we don't need to do the episode now because you just. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, yeah, I do want to. I am curious about, like, how you felt about the series overall now that you've now that you've finished it. So. The structure of the series turns out to be much, much different than you would have guessed having only seen the first two episodes. And this is a failing – it's not a failing of the show because the show presumes that you're going to watch the whole thing. <laughs> it's I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a failing. Um Maybe if it didn't captivate you on the first couple episodes. Yeah, I think the failing is just that I watched those first two episodes and I was not compelled to watch any more of that show. Yeah, and that's yeah. um obviously like – subjectivity is implied i don't need to say like well that's your opinion but like (laughs) like yeah i i was captivated by the first two episodes so i made the conscious decision to see it through and see how these things were resolved i found them to be resolved pretty satisfyingly the thing that they do with the series that i thought was really interesting is the fact that so there's three story arcs going on there's Mm -hmm. Geralt, there's yennefer and there is uh, Siri, and these are three distinct characters with three distinct paths through the world, mm-hmm. and they don't—they meet up at different times. Uh, Geralt and Siri uh, only meet up in the very, very last like moments of the last episode. Um, but you you come to find out th- a couple of things. Um, thing one is that Geralt is eighty-eight years old. Um, and he, you know, witchers, I already knew this, but witchers don't really age the way that people do. They age, but they age very, very slowly in that, you know, three decades for a witcher is not going to result in much physical change. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And this is also the case for mages once they undergo their mage transformation, which is a thing that happens to Yennefer. Uh, she undergoes her mage transformation. She becomes really hot. Uh, <laughs> that sucks. We didn't really talk about the fact that like <laughs> she is like a hunchback. Yes. In the in the in the first two episodes, because like I didn't know. I felt uncomfortable about the way that like she was clearly like had a physical deformality and like people are just treating her like shit over it. But like, I didn't see how it played out. So I wasn't going to like make a comment on it, but knowing right. now that their solution to that problem is to make her hot. I think that fucking sucks. It's, it's not that simple. And I, and Yennefer deserves her own uh, conversation beat, which she does have in our notes. <laughs> but the thing that the series does, and I, I keep trying to get there in a long winded way is <laughs> Each one of these story beats, each one of these three stories is happening at a different time. Mm-hmm. And we don't find this out until like four or five episodes in when you see characters that died in the first episode. You know how Ciri's grandma and grandpa like die in the sure. second episode? Whatever. So, you, so, 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 uh, so Jeskier, the, um, the bard, uh, asks Geralt, he's like, hey, I'm going to be playing at this ball um, I could use a bodyguard because there's some seedy people here who kind of want me dead low key. And he's like, will you do this for me as a friend? Uh, they Their friendship grows a lot and and they become like actual This is what friends. I've heard. It's, I've seen a lot yes. of memes about these two <laughs> characters on Twitter lately. They, they, they've got a really sweet relationship. But yeah. anyway, um, so he reluctantly says yes. And at that ball, you found out it, it's being held by those two. It's being held by a younger uh, queen and king of that region. I forget the name of the region. Sintra. Uh, and Ciri's not born yet. And you see a bunch of st- uh, spoilers, by the way. If you're listening we're gonna, to this. We're spoiling this whole thing. Fuck we're spoiling the whole if thing. If you got this far into this episode, then you hadn't figured that out yet. Like, you are a fool. And I will not, right. I will not, I will not cater to you. <laughs> yeah. So, so Ciri hasn't been born yet here. And these people are still alive. And they look a little younger. So that was when I was like, is this a flashback? No, it's just actually, it's just they're showing things very much out of order. So the plot reveals itself to you like it unravels in an interesting way. I can see this not working for some people, um, but for me, the 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 person who like has a boner for Memento, <laughs> um, I really liked this. Sure. I thought it was fucking rad. All and of- it all of that sounds fine. <laughs> it, I think. It, it was a way to to make it distinctive from other fantasy sure. shows. Sure. Well, what, what I'm curious about is like, do you feel like because my my whole problem with the first two episodes is like the dialogue writing just wasn't that fucking good. Like sure. it was just drab, and none of the like political intrigue stuff was interesting at all because they were just like glossing over it. Somehow, like, I don't know how the fuck those first two episodes of The Witcher spent so much time with boring people sitting in rooms across tables from each other, which is where you're supposed to get all of your good political intrigue shit, and yet somehow you don't get any good political intrigue shit. Do you, do you get any, like, I don't know, how do you feel about, like, the storytelling and the tone and, like, beyond the gimmick of the, the, like, multiple timelines, like, did you, what works about it for you? Well, what works is that they do a better job focusing in on the characters, mm. uh, which is what I hoped they would do. Um, you see the pol- the politics unfold through the standpoint of the characters. Like, for example, we find out that the rise of 
the Empire of Nilfgaard, mm-hmm. uh, who we see um, sacking the city and you know murdering a shit ton of people to try to get to Siri. Uh, and they they're ju- at, at at the Siri timeline, which is the furthest chronologically in time. The Empire of Nilfgaard is on a tear, and they're they're going to have conquered the whole continent. We see by the time of Witcher Three, the game that that has happened, and they did in fact uh, create an empire and um and some bad shits going down. But Aww. we find out that through this happened because of Yennefer's hubris. Um. Which is an interesting thing. So basically, Yennefer, she chooses not to. So, so when the mages, uh, there's two schools for mages. We find out there's one school for girl mages, one school for boy mages. Yes, the gender binary is alive and well. I can't believe it. How dare they? I can't anyway. believe the continent is so restrictive like this. <laughs> Um, I hate that the Witcher world is just called the continent. I think that sucks. Come on, give me, yeah. give, me give me some give me some stupid bullshit to fuck around with and make fun of. Yeah, Middle Earth? That's fucking rad. Oh, that's awesome. Anyway. So so she's one of the top students, turns out, at the girls' school. And um the the few that do manage to graduate, uh, it turns out that the life of a mage is to go and have your services uh, used by like a, a lord or a king somewhere, and the mage council like is sort of the the Illuminati of the of this world, except it's a known thing. It's just like these are the wise magic users, and each region gets one essentially. And Yennefer, through her hubris, like doesn't want to take Nilfgaard which is like a considered at the time like a lowly like shitty like post to take mm-hmm. and she's like I would be much more powerful and much better suited to go to this land and so she does that and she ends up hating it and it's really fucking boring and she has an existential crisis and she realizes that she gave up everything to become a mage and she gave up her identity to become this beautiful person and it hasn't been worth it because it doesn't fulfill the emptiness that she feels on the inside okay, uh, which right. is which which is okay yeah. and that's why her becoming hot isn't like a it's not considered a good thing it's she okay. gave up she gave up a lot to get it and she got nothing in return and she hates herself okay i'm kind of i'm um, kind of here for that that's on right and it's something that she didn't choose, but the juxtaposition with her relationship, it's something that she chose is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Juxtaposed with Geralt, who also has similar mutations, also similarly doesn't appear to age and has magical powers that make him shunned by other people in society and considered other. He didn't choose it. So this is something of a dynamic between them that is interesting is that they share uh, a couple of things. They both share infertility. Um, and that becomes a, a, the whole plot point of an episode is Yennefer wants to be a mother um, and she is not able to because uh, in order to have unlimited access to magic, that's a thing that both male and female mages have to do is become infertile, which is explained uh, through. It's just it like goes, HRT. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, you remember that scene early on in the that I I I, I, could, I could say that in the bonus episode. <laughs> you, you could say that in the Patreon episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but remember that that moment where like a flower has to die for them to lift a rock. Sure. Yeah. I kind of like that. I thought that was the most. I honestly thought that was the yeah. most interesting moment in the entire first two episodes. So that's that's this. Like mages have unlimited access to chaos power magic because. The, 
in order to create something, something has to die. So they completely lose their ability to like reproduce, mm. uh, which is, it's interesting. Um, I, there's a whole episode about it. I'm not going to go into it. But anyway, so the political intrigue there is, I guess, is what I'm trying to get back to is the fact that Yennefer makes these decisions as a character that ultimately harm everyone. And so she uh, enlists, you know, the help of other mages to actually like fight back because she feels obligated to make up for her mistake, which caused, you know, a big political upheaval. Uh, and it's not just boring people talking on tables anymore. It's now, nice. it's love now that. actual characters, you Great. know, do doing things. I love when actual characters do things. That's one of my <laughs> right? favorite tropes. <laughs> it's better. Yeah. Um, so one more thing I want to, I want to, we want to make sure that we clear up address directly. We were very concerned about Yennefer in the first two episodes because you uh, mentioned yeah. <laughs> that she has a relationship with Geralt in The Witcher 3, and she is clearly a child in this at the beginning of the show. And, oh boy, how are they going to... That's not looking good. Um, yeah. So... But the the my understanding is the the time skip shit makes it not creepy. <laughs> yeah. So she presumably spends years at the academy, and then also when she undergoes her magical transformation, she also magically looks much more like an adult. Um, but then she doesn't meet Geralt until thirty years have passed since then. Okay. So she is at least you know fifty. She looks. 25 that um, kind of sucks <laughs> which kind of sucks yeah because uh well i found out also that the actress who plays her is only 23 um yeah so i mean so they... so it's actually still kind of i don't know man you like you've been describing this and it's like oh yeah her whole whole story is about how she was so vain and wanted to be beautiful and that it destroyed her and also she wants to have a child and she can't so she's sad and that sounds like a hideo kojima game <laughs> Yeah, it kind of, I mean, the thing about it is, like, that that story, sound, it sounds like an interesting and multifaceted character, and it is, but, like, in a vacuum, yes. Yeah. The, the fact is that they picked, like, the youngest, hottest actor who could also play the part good. Because yeah, and it's also, like, that. They it, want people to sign up for Netflix and see her boobies, <laughs> yeah. you know? And she is also, like, you know, the, like, central female character and, like, one of the only important ones, and that's, like, the main drive is, you know, she wants to be beautiful and suffers for it, and she wants yeah. to have a child and can't. Eh. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll push back on the, I won't push back on the fact that, yes, she's one of the main characters, and mm -hmm. she's a woman, and her fertility is a main plot point. This yeah. is a, this is a trope. Yeah, and I don't I, think it's a you know, again. It's, it's not like that's a bad thing, but it was yeah. it, it it's stronger in a narrative that has more uh, has has a wider variety of different types of femininity and womanhood on display, right? I that's the thing that I would push back is I think that they do a pretty all right job of that. Okay. We have a bunch we have actually I don't know if I can tally it up in my head, but there might be more main female characters than male in this show. Um because the it turns out that a series grandmother, the the queen of Sintra, uh is actually a main character uh 
and she is a completely different person. Her her looks, she could be switched out for a male for as being a king instead, mm-hmm. and it would change nothing about the character. Nice, um, like to which see is that. which is cool. Yeah. Um, and Siri obviously is like you know a child, um, so she's not sexualized in any way. Good. Um, love that. Love when yeah. children are not sexualized. All right, she, this she, is, yeah, this this is actually this going get, on longer than long I thought. This is getting long for a bonus episode. Anything else you want to say about The Witcher before we wrap this up? Uh, show good. Yeah. All right. I'm probably. Show. I'm still not going to watch it, but I'm glad it. I'm glad it. I'm glad you liked it. That's yes. it's it's good that you, as a person who likes The Witcher three, watched The Witcher show and was like, yeah, this is good. Instead of yeah, this makes me fucking depressed. So yeah, let's, good on him for uh, that. Let's see if uh, CD Projekt is gonna fuck up Cyberpunk like we like they probably will. Boy, um, th- th- it's been nothing but bad for that, hasn't it? And then they put Grimes in. There's it. been some. There's been some good, but they sure put Grimes in it. Boy, and they sure. God, uh, Grimes and Elon Musk are having a baby. That they, they sure had a Twitter. They sure had a Twitter account that they should delete. Uh, we're gonna leave it at that. Uh, For me, it was Tuesday. Fuck cops. Fuck, Don't join fuck, the military. <laughs> fuck Nilfgaard. Uh, that's a tasteless joke right now. <laughs> Don't join the military for real. Yeah.